Oh, man. I am excited about today's interview episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I have Justin Brooke from Ad Skills on, and we'll get into his bio and everything in a minute. If if you know, you know, this is going to be an awesome episode. Uh, Justin, a ton is changing in marketing right now. There's like all these major disruptions, like it was compliance a couple of years ago that everybody was paying attention to in a huge way. And now it's AI. Uh, there's huge changes to targeting options and AI content and copy creation and all of that. And you're like at the epicenter of the the ad buying, the media buying world. And what so what do you see from everything you're looking at as the most important principles and strategies for thriving in the environment that we're in today and the environment that's coming down the line here? Okay, so like specifically for ad buyers, right? Just anybody, especially in direct response marketing, but involved in like this whole like conversions, economics, uh, traffic. So as I say this, okay. Yes. Brothers and sisters in direct response. I am one of you. Okay. I have a quill and ink pen with cash tattooed on my arm. So I'm a diehard direct response copywriter. I love it. I eat it. I live it. That being said. It has changed the way, and I'm adamant about this. I, I, I've told all my subscribers and agencies that I've been teaching, the way we've been doing ads for the last hundred years, the way advertising has been, like, right, let's create that one great idea, that one great sales letter, that one great headline. That's done. That was awesome. That's great. It does, I'm not saying we shouldn't keep learning copywriting. I'm not saying... You know, like we still need that skill, but the way we go forward now is machine learning, data science, algorithms, artificial intelligence. Look, the AI already can write better than the average copywriter. Okay. I'm not saying it can't write better than the best. The best are still the best. Okay. Legit. But right now it can write better than like nine out of 10 copywriters. (laughs) So... We don't really need those skills. What we need is we need to learn how to use these new technologies because that's how that's how everything's working now. We we you know, it, when you make a Google ad now, you upload like fifteen headlines, fifteen descriptions, five images. It used to be one headline, one description, one landing page, all that stuff. You know, so the way forward is we're giving it lots of material, lots of direct response material, but it's going to split test eight ways to Sunday. And then it's going to do the algorithms and machine learning, and it's going to train the pixels. And so direct response is still a thing, but we have to adapt to these modern methods. That's, that's my spiel on, on what we need to be doing right now. Awesome. Awesome. Like this is a great start. Um, so just going back in time a little bit, um, so you got started with Russell Brunson. Um, you you got involved in direct response through him, which is just an incredible place to have gotten a start. You became yeah. Rich Sheffrin's media buyer. You built a hugely successful agency, buying media for top gurus, Dan Kennedy, lots of others. Um, just hitting the names that I know everybody in my audience yeah. is going to well, say like, wow. This technically is GKIC, you know, okay, G- I did Dan Kennedy, but just being yeah, specific. Yeah. Uh, you you became a media buyer for a major Agora imprint, or it was it was Legacy, right? Yeah, yeah Legacy um, and Stansberry. And Stansberry, you built the Ad Skills. You built Ad Skills as a training platform and community for media buyers. And at this point, like you you log into the Ad Skills Slack, and it is like the best media buyers in the world are in there just having casual conversations. 
Um, and you've become like this absolute leader in the space and like the, 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 the hub at the center of the wheel, right, of direct response media buying. And um, so for folks who didn't know before, Justin Brooke is somebody to pay attention to. Um, so what I, what I love, what I love about your teaching in particular, and I was, I was listening back to a different interview of yours recently. And you were talking about like, uh, I, I hate it. Like you go in and you create this, like, here's how to buy Google ads, right? You create this, if you were to create this training and, and you go through the interface and you're like showing people and then tomorrow Google changes the interface. And it, it's just a, like, it's, it's so difficult. And so you've adopted this and, and I believe in this wholeheartedly, this like principles-based teaching, yeah. right? In, instead of looking at surface details, you focus on the principles. <laughs> And so I want to start kind of from that media buyer perspective where somebody's, no matter what role uh, they're in in direct response, their work is influenced by and influences media buying. So what's what's like, what do you consider to be the essential principles for profitable paid traffic campaigns? Right. So first um, thing that I, I teach people is you have to understand the game that we're playing, okay? The game that we're playing is CPA less than AOV, okay? And you can say that in a lot of different ways. Everybody's got their own abbreviations. The software guys, they call it CAC instead of CPA and whatever. What I'm saying is cost down, earnings up, okay? That's the game we're playing, okay? So if you understand that, okay, it sounds, okay, that's kind of simple, guy. Well, all right, um, it's not at all that simple, okay? Because what a lot of people do is they focus on the costs. Because yeah. they think, oh, that's the area where I'm going to be able to, to make the money. The problem is the lower we reduce our cost per click, the more the ad networks don't want to chill with us, right? Like, you know, I mean, it's like a casino. They're like, oh, this is the cheap guy. That's the whale. Goodbye, cheap guy. Let's go talk to the whale. Okay. Yes. It's business. That's how we would run our own businesses. Yeah. You know, okay. So Absolutely. That being said, and also there's just only so much room we can go down before we're just buying crap clicks, you know? So yeah. I'm not saying be ignorant and negligent about our costs. We should manage it a little bit. I'm saying spend 80% of your time increasing earnings, split testing, conversion optimization, adding upsells, adding partners, okay? And there's almost a limitless amount of room that we can keep going, right? My arm keeps going above the, the screen here. So that's where we can spend a lot more time. And really like, that's the game we're playing. We don't get the Lamborghinis, you know, because we dropped our cost per click eight cents. You know, we get the Lamborghinis yeah. because we increased our LTV by a thousand dollars, you know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know if y'all want a Lamborghini. I want an F-350, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and the other thing that happens there is is when you have... Uh, your AOV or ACA or whatever at a level where you can basically outbid everybody else. Yes. The the what you're feeding AI, like going back to that initial thing, what you're feeding the algorithms um, is uh, you're you're giving them permission to like go find my people, and then usually your cost actually will end up coming down once they have enough to work with right? right again going back to like machine learning like if we teach yeah. the algorithm what we're trying to do because that's the problem is all of us media buyers 
we don't know anything about machine learning and algorithms or anything like that. And so we're feeding it just all this random data, this product, that product, this market, that market, you know. And so our pixel is super confused. And that's where our costs are going up, you know. But if we learn how to feed it structured data, if you understand the term structured data, now the algorithm can be very efficient. And that's when we get rewarded. Awesome. So in this context, what what has become harder than ever before? Um, um, harder than ever before. Um, you know, you know what's harder is it's it's we got to read different books. And, and to be honest, the books we got to read today, yeah, they kind of suck. They're dry. <laughs> like, you tried to read anything about machine learning. It's a tough subject. You know, it's not like we're reading David Ogilvy and Claude Hopkins, which are like a joy to read and fascinating. We don't want to, you know, stop. So that's it's it's harder to learn this stuff. Like, you know, a pixel used to actually be like an HTML image pixel. Now yeah. that was like a JavaScript thing. Now it's like a whole page of code for a pixel these days. You know, it's like JavaScript events and, and all this stuff. And so that's what's harder than ever before is we got to like start learning a whole, all of us are right-brained guys. We're creatives, we're copywriters, we're ad guys, you know, and all of yeah. a sudden having to learn left brain things. And that's what's harder than ever. Cool. I dig that. So what's easier than ever before? Like how? Yeah. Well, the opposite of that is like, we don't have to be these amazing. That's why a lot of the programmers are beating us at this stuff is, they don't have to be great copywriters. They just understand, oh, okay, we have to train the pixel. And so like my uh, my ex-business partner, John Belcher, no drama. He just wanted to go a different way. Amazing media buyer. It's totally different from me. I'm the creative, you know, tattoo, copywriting on my arm. He just likes to feed the machine lots of data. And because he can do that, he can actually beat me. You know, because he's feeding the machine a lot of different stuff and he, and he understands the testing and the algorithms and all that. And so he's able to, to win. So it's easier than ever for someone who's not really good at creating great ads. You know, it's easier than ever to just load up a bunch of stuff, let the machine test it all for you. Like we used to have to do that was expensive and, and different and difficult to do all that split testing. Now the, the, the networks do it for you. Yeah. I mean, well, so like my origin and, and I don't know if you remember this guy, like my first client as a freelance copywriter was David Bullock, who was teaching at Ken yeah. McCarthy System Seminar, teaching like Taguchi multivariate yes, testing Taguchi and all this testing. stuff. Yes, sir. And, and, and I have this whole Koalix spreadsheet um, of like how to create 18 different uh, test panels that, that, are able to test like 4,000 different potential combinations and test and verify and all of that. And but one of the problems that we had with that was that you, you couldn't get internet marketers to like do the work or buy the traffic for any of that. And now Google's just like, uh, just give us a bunch of stuff and we'll figure it out, right? right. And they probably do it as efficiency as efficiently as the the Taguchi methodology yeah, they, at this point. They literally are spending billions of dollars hiring the smartest people coming out of Harvard, MIT, Yale, all that stuff. Those guys are doing your split testing for you, you know? And so all yeah. you have to do is start understanding a little bit how this stuff works. Because if you can start training your pixel, 
that's the one thing. Like if you learn one thing out of this, train your pixel. And if you train that pixel, that thing will go to work for you and it will become your, your biggest salesman 24 seven. Okay. So um, before we hit record, I told you that a lot of my audience are copywriters. Sometimes they're copywriter entrepreneurs, they're running their own business. Uh, sometimes they're working with clients, um, but they're not necessarily the person in there who is configuring the pixel, not necessarily the person. So in this environment, if a copywriter is working with a media buyer or if a copywriter is working with a client who's working with a media buyer, what can we as copywriters do to help our clients like maximize success in this environment? Mm. Um, or to like give our clients the, 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 the most useful uh, starting points and resources to work with. Okay, so one of the things that I'm teaching some of our guys to do is to start creating creative libraries, to start thinking like, like copy isn't going away. It's just, yeah. changing, you know, and so what we need now is modular copy. We need, so what I'm telling clients to do, or I, I talk to a lot of businesses who want to start developing their own in-house. Like, how do I build my own team? We, we did great, but Lord, now we're spending a hundred thousand plus a month and our, our guy costs a fortune. And, um, and so I'm teaching them how to create creative libraries. And so if you do this with your clients, here's a, here's a huge pain of disconnect. Okay. That you can leverage in a way is if you help your client create a creative library and you own that, you know, if you own the creative library, they don't want to leave because you now have this, you know, you've got this, <laughs> folder this folder of headlines you've got this folder of images you've got this folder of descriptions you've got this folder of whatever's you know you have all these modular pieces and now you're able to just quickly it's like oh you need an email okay great boop, 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 boop. We, we we got it you know you need a social post boop, boop, boop. we got it yeah so that's that's really interesting like it it really does speak to what i've seen from you a lot is um like like finding finding the need and then creating a process around it. So like, I mean, you 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 did videos on like your five emails that generated $1.9 million in a year, a perfect advertorial layout. You're well-known for your five by three method and retargeting recipes and all of that. Um, so, so clearly you think in process and that seems to give you like an advantage in this context. Um, do you have like, do you have any recommendations or like insights into your way of thinking in terms of turning a problem into a process, like in terms of solving the problem? Yeah, something dawned on me. I forget exactly what book, um, but it was a it was a pivotal moment for me as I realized, oh, OK, frameworks and processes like we we shouldn't because I'd been trying to like get lucky every time it was like, OK, we got a new campaign do the market research, you know, ooh, I hope it works, you know? And instead I started creating frameworks and processes and that's something you can iterate on little tiny bit. Um, okay, it was the headline that didn't work. Let's change the headline. Oh, okay, headline's working now. All right, now we need a little bit better description. Now we need a little bit better this. So when you have a process, you have like seven, eight, 20 steps, whatever it is, and you can refine each one. And then once you got one that's working, the thing's worth gold. It's worth more than gold. You know, it's like worth millions and millions of dollars. Then I realized I was like, most of these processes already exist. You know, like think about it. Nike, yeah. Nike has already got tons of processes that we would love to have. And maybe we can't, you know, get Nike's processes, but Alex Hormozzi just wrote a whole book 
and he's got a bunch of frameworks and processes in there. And Gary V is always dropping frameworks and processes. So my ears are tuned to like, when I'm watching YouTube, I'm usually like eating something or working at the same time. But when I hear them say framework, I go, okay, back that up a little bit. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> attention. Let's write down his framework. Let's write down his process. And I grab those. And so I'm always, I'm willing to jump on the phone and pay somebody a thousand dollars if they're going to give me a framework or a process, because that is going to be worth tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So they all exist. You just need to go out there and find them and start plugging them in like Legos to your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, you didn't plug yourself, but I will. Um, Ad skills is full. Like I'm a lifetime yeah. member, right? All like, you do is teach frameworks and processes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, you consistently break down the whole media side, media buying side of things, the building an agency side of things, and a lot of the conversion side of things too, into here's a framework that we have found works. And that, you know, here's our, here's our best recommendation for how to copy it. And um, I like that you position it just now is like a starting point, right? Like, um, so, so you're going to take whoever Alex from and you're going to say, okay, that's your process for creating these powerful offers. Let me try this. Right. Um, a few months ago, you're like, here's my process for, uh, for, for VIP days, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and, um, that's it, it, super powerful, whether you're doing it inside your own business or making it available via training or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, almost every business is really like McDonald's. The yeah. reason why McDonald's is the most highly valuable franchise, I think it is, at least it used to be. Um, it was, yeah, for it, the longest time. Because basically what you're buying is you're buying the operations handbook. Okay? Yeah. And, and so every company kind of has those. We're, maybe we're not all as good and as organized as McDonald's. But we all are kind of developing, you know, SOPs, standard operating procedures, things like that. And so all these companies have these things. And so really, it's how do I go get that? You know, how do I develop mine? You know, and so that's what I'm always trying to do is I'm always trying to get on the phone with someone. And one of the greatest things, I listen to podcasts. You know, I want to, you know, I'm my company competes with Skillshare a little bit. You know, they're far, way bigger than we are. And so one day I just got, I started listening to every podcast that the owner of Skillshare was on. And sure enough, he revealed their market, their creative plan, what market they're going after, who all their top people are, how they monetize, how they pay their creators. You know, like I learned all of his processes just listening to podcasts at lunch. That's excellent. <laughs> like that, that, and that, that, that shows, um, I know that, you know, David Garfinkel, cause I saw that. Yeah. He interviewed you. Uh, he was he was talking about one consistent thing among um, great copywriters is they have these um, sometimes healthy, sometimes unhealthy obsessions. And I love that 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 this process of research for you feels like that. Like, okay, I recognize Skillshare is a company that I could learn a lot from. So I'm going to go find everything that I can get from the founder. And I'm going to go and I'm just going to absorb it, um, you know, and in this case, it's a relatively healthy obsession. <laughs> um, so just like a week or two ago, you released training um, in ad skills that was basically how to, and, and actually, I think I have it open here. Um, 
how to turn chat GPT into multiple team members. Um, and, and I think that there, there's this like, I mean, I wanted to talk about AI at this point again in the, the interview, um, but what I liked about your content around that was um, you basically, again, gave a process, right? You said, here, here's the pro like we know what ChatGPT can do and can't do right now. Right now, it can't write um, David Deutsch copy. It can't write Chris Haddad copy. It can't write, you know, the Agora heavyweights copy, right? Uh, but it can do a lot if we understand the process for communicating with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, can you speak to a little bit of, at, at least at a high level, what you cover there as far as the roles that, that yeah. AI can currently fill and not fill in this like marketing or agency role? Yeah, sure. Can I share my screen? Is that okay? Yeah, let me uh, let me change settings real quick for that. There you go. You should be able to now. Yeah, it's just a little easier if I show this rather than tell yeah. this. All right, it's loading up. And, and for anybody who's listening, this will be on the YouTube video, of course. It's yeah, and, and I'll explain what I'm talking through as well for anybody that's listening. Yes. Right. Okay. So most people, when they log into Chat GPT, they just they just start typing here because you can. You know, they just yes. start typing right here and, and you do your thing and you ask it all the different questions here. But the problem is is this is again it's unstructured data okay yes so what you want to do is over on the left hand panel you have this option for a new chat every time okay. you click a new chat it's creating almost like a private room and in that private room it has a memory it has a level of memory okay so it's going to remember things that you're talking about and so you may be able to uh maybe it's friday and you're like hey that webinar you know webinar idea number 3 from tuesday you know, let's let's develop that into an outline today. So it has a it can reference things in there and you can give it context. And so over on my menu, if you if you're watching, you see that I have one that's a business coach. You have one. I have one that's a coding tutor, one that just writes all my headlines for me, one that's my writing that's a longer form writing, uh, a health assistant in, in that one. It's making meal plans for me. It's creating workout plans for me. Um, my marketing assistant. And so each one of these is trained differently. Hopefully we can get that's, one. That's really interesting because I don't, I don't know that I quite grasp that because I always started just a new conversation for everything. Yeah. Cool. So, so creating a separate one right now, we're in my writing assistant. And the first thing that I do is I give it a context. It's like, Hey, so each of those little rooms or new chats, is a new employee that's, you know, somebody came up with a, a headline on mine of uh, each one is a different employee and, and they kind of are. And so, um, so here we are, we're in my marketing assistant. And I say, I say, I want you to act as an advertiser. You will create a campaign to promote a product or service of your choice. You will choose a target audience develop. And so I'm just teaching it everything that I want it to do because it, I, I'll tell you, um, these things are so smart that chat GPT has passed the Wharton school of business MBA test. So legitimately, you're talking to an MBA guy when you're when you're talking to this thing, if if you give it context, if you tell it because it has like the whole world's information. It, but if you narrow it down and say, hey, I woo, let's let's focus here. Um, let's only talk about this topic and give me everything you know about this topic. And then it will it will start talking a lot better. And so 
In this one, this is my writing assistant. I tell it, I want you to act like an advertiser. When I ask you to write anything, I want you to write it in a persuasive voice, like a marketer would. The goal of anything I ask you to write is to sell something to someone. If you understand, persuade me to. Let me show you this. As a copywriter, you're going to like my, my headline one. Okay. So I said, forget all previous commands for this chat session. I want you to act as a persuasive writer. You have 20 plus years experience writing headlines, product names, and book titles. You write these for all types of products from free to expensive. Do you understand? If you do, let me know by writing a headline. Look at the headline it came up. <laughs> Read that one out loud. Expert headline writer at your service. 20 plus years of crafting persuasive titles for all types of products. It, it sounds like a, a LinkedIn tag. I right. mean- it that's a pretty good headline. I mean, to summarize that whole paragraph into a decent headline. And so this one, all I do in this one is I get it to write headlines for me because it's it's specifically trained just for writing headlines. And so that's how I think people should be thinking about AI is just understanding like, look, it has all the world's information. And so if you just start throwing questions at it, it's like, wait, where do you want me to pull it? Do you want to understand my yoga information or my marketing information? So we got to narrow it down. Yeah, and the more the more context you give it, the more structure yeah. you put into it, yes. and the more parameters you put around it, um, the 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 more effective it becomes at doing what you want it to do. Um, Check this out real quick. Yes. So the business coach one. All right. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I was like, you know, I've got this website, I've got that website. Am I being distracted? How would I know? you know, when to go deeper on this one versus that one. So I just started asking. I said, I want you to act like a business coach. You've got all this experience, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and I said, you know, just what I want you to do is when I ask you a question, ask me another question so that we can drill down. So answer my questions with a question and talk me through this thing. And I had a whole discussion with this thing at a super high level. I mean, and it, it went on and did a SWOT analysis. On my business, it did the SWOT analysis for me. I just told it like, here's my customers. Here's our, you know, this is what we're good at. This is the revenue we're making. And it starts listening out our strengths, our weaknesses, our opportunities, our threats, you know. So it's quite smart if you know how to use it. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And and like, that's very consistent with how I've been talking to folks about it. Like you, you can't just expect it to do all the work for you without you thinking about it. Like at this point, it still requires a good brain communicating with it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's going to be a while before it writes any copy that sounds more like, uh, I don't know, name the good copywriter. Talk to it like it's a human assistant, okay? That's yeah. how it, it literally is designed. It's That's why it's called chat GPT. It's, it's yeah. designed by coders to function as a human assistant. And so if you just converse, conversate with it, that is where you're going to start getting a lot. And so just like if you had a human assistant, you're not going to tell the human assistant, hey, go write me a 500 word article. The human's going to be like, wait, on what topic? In what voice? About what? Do you want bullet points? Is there a call to action at the end of it? So if you tell it all those things, then all of a sudden it's going to start spitting out some fire articles for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the context of copywriting, I said, you know, treat it like a junior copywriter who you yeah. will expect to not understand your instructions from time to time, who, who you will expect to write things that don't match your expectations from time to time, and then just keep working, working through iterations with it. And just like a human yeah. copywriter, you can say, hey, that work sucks. You know, I tell yeah. it, <laughs> hey, you know what? Those headlines were terrible. You know, rewrite some good ones and, and focus on yeah. this. 
this time. Yeah. You know? And and it it understands when you say that's terrible, it goes, oh, okay, don't do that anymore. Yeah. So I want to I want to pivot a little bit. I was listening yeah. to this interview with you, and you really um I didn't quite uh know exactly your transition from the agency into ad skills, but I really appreciated something that you said where you realized like for you. For you, infinite growth was not necessarily like the driving factor that you ultimately had to decide like, okay, I know what it's like to run an agency with all these great clients. I know what it's like to have this membership and training business. And um, I feel like I can provide value through the membership and training business and it's a better fit for my lifestyle. So like, what was that decision-making process like for you? Kind of where were you at in terms of uh, frustrations and challenges and um, what helped you choose that direction? Yeah. So a lot of people think that I went to courses because I think the agency model is horrible or my agency was suffering. I was winning the game. Okay. I had the biggest names as clients. I'm speaking all over the world, being interviewed on all these podcasts. I was winning. Okay. Yeah. I, I quit with the belt, the undefeated belt over my shoulder, you know, um, but it was just that I started realizing, okay, if I keep going down this route, this is not why I originally started a business. I started realizing, okay, so an agency, in order to get bigger, like I was already a, a million dollar plus per year agency, in order to get bigger, I'm going to need more employees. I'm probably going to need to get an office. You know, um, Today, there's some better remote tools that are out there and, and things like this. I mean, Zoom exists now. I mean, we were still using GoToWebinar, you know. That, that <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was just, I was realizing to go bigger, I was going to go in a direction that, you know, wasn't the original reason why I started, which is I wanted a bit more of a passive income. I wanted to be able to do the work one time and then it lives on. And maybe I was just bad at running an agency and, you know, and I just didn't do it right. But uh, you certainly can create an agency where you're not trapped in it. You know, if you're building an agency and you're feeling trapped, you're probably doing something wrong and there's a better system, a better process out there. And so that was all it was for me is I just realized I was like, oh, okay, so if I'm going to go bigger, I'm going to need more employees. And then eventually I'm going to need an office and eventually I'm going to need like an HR team and all that. And I was like, I, I just don't want to go down that road. I'm looking for a business. You know, I need to, I, I can, I can do everything I want to do in the world with about $240,000 a year. I don't personally need to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. And that's with like, I'm investing, I'm donating, I'm eating good. I'm, you know, subscribed to all the things I'm going to the gym. Like for $240,000 a year, I can do just about everything in the world I want other than buy, like go buy yachts and, you know, crazy stuff. And so for me, I just want a model that allows me to make about that. And then reduce my time demands, right? So like the more, yeah. I, I don't know that you're ever going to get fully passive, but, you know, keep reducing how much time. And so that's what, I, that's why I made the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just love that because I think that um, ac across the industry, there, there's so many people who their only marker, their only measuring, measuring stick is that cool. like increasing revenue. Okay. Yeah. And um, I appreciate having voices of people that I really respect in the community who are like, no, I want 
I want a business that gives me uh, benefits beyond just the the financial because that's that's always been my approach and I've done very well. You know, I'm comfortable, live the life I want, um, and and it doesn't require me to con- consistently grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, if you're making millions of dollars and you're divorced and your kids don't want to come home for Christmas, buddy. You might yeah. be going down the wrong road, man. You know, I don't know that that's the original reason why we started this game. You know? <laughs> we just didn't want to, we just didn't want to hit snooze on the alarm clock anymore. We wanted to just be able to throw the alarm clock away, you know? And so yeah. that's what I'm trying um, to get back to. And that's what, that's what a lot of this industry started as, um, but isn't always that way anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I love, and it's funny, uh, you and I use the same, there, there's that there's an old trick when pitching your uh, your business to Silicon Valley investors where you have to say it's like this, but for this. Right. Um, and so uh, years ago, I came up with this. It, it's like Netflix, but for copywriting and marketing training. And that's actually how I've talked about my training. And um, and and you talk about ad skills largely the same way. The focus is a little bit different. You do a lot more with media buying, and I do a lot more focused on on like copy stuff. Um, but like, why did you build that business model as opposed to um, you know giant five thousand dollar course launches and and things like that. that? We did that for a while actually, uh, and it did great. We you know we hit like two million in in one year under that model. Uh, so we did really well. But then we started realizing um, one that like I was the main, I was the product, and we were never going to be able to sell the business if that was the case. I was the product. I was the guy on the webinars. I was the guy on the sales page. I was the guy in the emails. I was the guy in the blog posts. You know, and so in order to sell the business ever, um, I had to get out of that. And so we needed a model where it was like multiple authors, you know, and so, and then the other thing is we kind of saw, I don't know if we're in a recession or whatever, you know, um, but I know something's happening in the world. The world ain't like it used to be. And uh, it seems like people are, it seems like things are costing more money when I go to the grocery store. And it seems like all my friends don't have as much money as they used to. And so I think that that's a recession, whether they've announced yeah. it or not. Um, and so that being said, I was like, well, I've been through a recession. I was through the two, I went through the 2008, 2009 one. And I remember a time when Visa just stopped allowing people to charge anything over 20, just would decline the purchase. There was no, like, you know, you, you just couldn't do it. And so we switched our model to $20 a month also because I did a bunch of research, Skillshare, Netflix, Masterclass, Gaia TV. Like there's a lot of these programs. They were all charging about $19.95 a month between $14.99 and $19.95 a month. And they had like Skillshare, just their marketing. Like if you go in there, um, it shows you how many people are subscribed or or follow the marketing section. There's 611,000 people subscribed to just the marketing section of Skillshare. So I was like, if I can get 10% of that volume at $20 a month, I'm going to be doing really, really well. And so those are the reasons why I switched my model. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there, there's, there is a sense that there's, there's a big change and a lot of opportunity exists in this model. Um, Best time ever, uh, I believe. It's yeah. amazing right um, now. Now, one thing that I'll say is if you're willing to, if, you know, if you can budget a little bit more than the $20 a month uh, doing the 
is it core plus um with uh with the slack oh, community yeah we yeah so our upsell is you get a slack community where you can talk to the instructors and other peers and that one's yeah. 50 dollars a month instead of 20 dollars a month yeah and that's that community is is just like to me, that's like the shining beacon on the hill of the community yeah. of yeah. of marketers because and then we also so many- do live Zoom calls. Like, I'm literally in ten minutes after this, I'm jumping yeah. on and I'm doing a live Zoom call. So, like, fifty bucks a month, and you get access to instructors, you know, live. So. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll I'll slow pitch a little bit here. If someone wants to get started in media buying, maybe they're a copywriter, maybe they're running their their business, uh, maybe they just want to become a media buyer because they're like in this whole direct response world, but don't quite have a um, have have a direction yet. And this sounds exciting. Um, what should they do? Where should they focus today? And importantly, how can AdSkills.com help? <laughs> Well, I have bad news. We just got rid of our free trial. But the okay. good news is we don't have a free trial because now we just have a free level. Okay. And so okay. all of our all of our principles, our fundamentals, all that stuff that like will help you be able to buy ads anywhere, that's all free. There's 10 plus hours, of course. You just go to adskills.com and you click join and it's free. We Still take your credit card because there's upsells if you want them, but it's free. You could just say no, and you're not going to get charged anything. And there's 10 plus hours. So you're going to learn market research, landing pages, ad buying, copywriting, funnels, tracking, all that stuff is in there for free. And then, you know, we're we're hoping that you love it so much that you decide to upgrade into one of the Slack channel groups or, or the live mentor channel groups. That's awesome. So they go to adskills.com, they can click enroll in AdSkills free now, mm-hmm. and they can join and see what it's all about even before yeah. they pay a penny. Uh, but then, I mean, the, the quality of content is there all the way through. Yeah. Uh, like, we, we, like, we didn't give them the rinky-dink version of AdSkills for free. We wanted it to be so good that you're like, dude, I am absolutely upgrading. This is amazing. I want <laughs> like that. That's our philosophy. And so we're trying to make the product sell itself. And so we was like, all right, let's put really good information in the free section so that they fall in love and want to upgrade. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the best in the business, definitely follow what you do. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I love seeing all the people that are engaged. Um, both like, I mean, you, you're on Facebook, you're various places, right? And, and everywhere, it's like you attract the best in the business. And it's really exciting. Um, and so I strongly encourage folks who are interested in even learning this, like, I think, I think even if you're a a copywriter and you don't want to touch media buying, it's still smart to understand it from the principles level. So you understand how these different platforms work and how you can serve clients by, by knowing them. Right. Um, I haven't run a ton of media in, in years, but I still learn it. I still invest in it. Um, Yeah. So with that, Justin, thank you so much for being on Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I really appreciate that we we were able to work this out and uh, I was able to feature you. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and don't think I've uh, not noticed your color scheme. This is a throwback to David Ogilvy, director of science <laughs> with the red, white, and black. Like, I, I see what you're doing. There. Yeah, it's, it's bold. It, it it's catches slick. the attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sharp. Uh, cool. Well, and to everybody who's who's watched or listened throughout this episode, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you uh, joining in for, for all of this. And I'd love to know one big takeaway or action item you got from this. Uh, with that, 
hey, I, I put out these interviews about every Friday and uh, episodes every day. And I look forward to seeing you again in the next episode. I'll see you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.